As with many things these days, the search for talent has moved online. But with such a large applicant pool, what's the best way to capture top talent? I'm Kara Murray, and this is HRpreneur, a podcast by ADP. We know you work incredibly hard to support your employees and make your business a success. More than likely, this means you wear lots of hats, and one of those might be HR professional. We're here to help you get the insight you need in order to tackle day-to-day workplace issues. This week, I'm joined by Jody Beals. Jody works in strategic partnerships for ZipRecruiter. She leads the ADP partnership with ZipRecruiter and is here to talk about how to build an effective recruiting strategy. Welcome, Jody. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. So before we get into the conversation, I do want to just take the opportunity to thank the ADP Client Appreciation Program for sponsoring today's episode. You can earn free payroll by referring ADP, and if you want to find out more, you can reach out to your local sales representative. So Jody, where should an employer begin when strategizing how to source top talent? As with many things these days, the search for talent has really moved online. So online job boards and recruitment platforms like ZipRecruiter provide employers and brands the opportunity to efficiently reach a large applicant pool in addition to leveraging your typical high-yield candidate sources, such as an internal resume database or even an applicant tracking system, or ATS as it's known. So it's crucial that organizations really analyze the ROI from all of their hiring sources, which truly starts with identifying key talent segments and the most effective ways to attract each segment. It's also important to note that while increasing the sheer volume of candidates will increase the likelihood of finding the right candidate, which is simple math, it also means added time sifting through applications and weeding out unqualified applicants. So how can employers be more targeted in finding the right fit? Well, there are a couple different considerations we recommend. First and foremost, developing an effective job description for the role is a great place to start. Second, building authentic and really meaningful rapport with job seekers throughout the selection process is fundamental to bringing an experiential and people-driven hiring process. And another tip for targeting the right candidates is to consider the overall experience. So I really emphasize this because latest trends reveal that job seekers only spend on average a 49 to 77 seconds when they review a job post. So it's vital to capture their interest from the onset. Can you talk a little more about how candidates are looking for jobs today? Absolutely. So it should come as no surprise that our data indicates an estimated 70% of job seekers use mobile devices as they search for their next career move, and around 23% of all keyword searches for mobile devices contain the word job. So that being said, mobile recruiting trends are really among the most important new developments in coming years for our industry. And with the growing emphasis on mobility, more candidates than ever are performing job search processes through their phones. Interesting. How can employers optimize the search experience for mobile users? First, always ensure that the company site or job board renders in a mobile environment and that the applicant submission process is really going to be delivered in a user-friendly experience, meaning that it's optimized for viewing and actually applying for on a mobile phone and a tablet. Second, we recommend using bulleted lists and keeping paragraphs short and to the point. So no one wants to read through long blocks of text, which can look anywhere from, you know, two to five times longer on a phone than the desktop screen that the job description was originally created on. So with that in mind, we recommend including information that's most important and relevant to the job seeker at the top of the posting. 
And this content, again, is typically going to include the, the specific expectations and qualifications of the roles, as well as compensation and location information. Also, something to note here is several jurisdictions have laws that restrict employers from asking about an applicant's pay history during the hiring process. So most of these laws do allow you to ask about salary expectations, so always keep that in mind. And really, the takeaway here is the easier you can make it for a mobile job seeker to quickly scan your posting and determine whether or not they're qualified and a good fit for the role and that it meets their baseline expectations, this is always going to provide a stronger applicant volume and quality overall for an employer. What about social media? It seems like a lot of employers are advertising for jobs on Facebook and other social platforms. Do you agree? Yes, absolutely. We've noticed countless employers and brands that are utilizing their social media footprint to attract talent as more job seekers really turn to social media platforms when they start looking for jobs. So it's actually rather intelligent because if you already have an active and established social presence, you know, you likely already have followers that are going to be dedicated to your brand. Uh, And these followers can serve as a pipeline of talent, right? So these are people who are actively engaged and committed to the company before you even advertise a role. So we recommend sharing job openings on these platforms so your followers are the first to see them and they can really evangelize that opportunity for you. And on that note, always explore the job seeker's perspective by visiting all the sites your job is posted on and really view again from both your desktop and your mobile device. So the takeaways here are really considering what the experience is like. You know, can you quickly find what you need? Is the information posted in the job description? Is it concise? Is it friendly? Is it human? Is it relevant? Uh, Maybe even consider mock applying. You know, this is what your applicants see. So if you don't easily digest what's on the page or the page doesn't render in a mobile environment or you can't even easily apply to the job, a job seeker likely won't be able to as well. So medium aside, what does an effective job posting look like? What job titles and keywords resonate? So this is probably the most common question we get at ZipRecruiter. So something to share is that generic job titles are actually less effective than targeted ones. So we recommend using phrases that describe the role uh, for a job title. So for instance, if you're looking for somebody who manages onboarding on a learning and development team, we would recommend utilizing a title such as new hire onboarding trainer versus learning consultant, which is obviously you know, not as approximate to the job and the role. On the opposite end of the spectrum, we don't recommend giving too much creative license to a job title, um, which we've definitely seen in recent trends, such as hiring for a content warrior or a growth hacker. So we really suggest saving that creative jargon and kind of flashy call to action for the job summary versus the job title. And, you know, as with anything, learn what works for your company and your brand. Test the performance of different job titles to understand what's attracting the most qualified candidates and find areas and ways that you can improve. Also, you know, job seekers are interested in more than just learning about the role requirements. They also care greatly about capturing a sense of the company culture. So for this reason, we really recommend including a job summary in addition to the job description and the requirements. And for those of you not familiar, a job summary is really something that should be attention-grabbing and memorable in nature, and it elaborates on the company's core values, benefits, maybe some unique perks, and even industry awards that make the business or brand stand out. So this is really your chance to showcase the brand's voice and its applicable mission to the job seeker. 
It's also going to provide context or framework for how the role fits into the organization. And, and one last tip I'd really like to recommend for the job summary section is to utilize personal words. So an example of that is going to be words like we and you. And if you use this in the text, it's going to indicate someone of a human touch, which we know does a lot to draw more potential candidates in. That's great insight. Thanks, Jody. So what about responsibilities? Should employers include everything the candidate might be expected to do on the job? That's a great question. So the comprehensiveness of your job description will greatly impact the quality, both good and bad, right, of candidates who apply. So we absolutely recommend including core functions and key elements that are fundamental to the role. Um, but also consider that your job posting shouldn't necessarily be set in stone. So based on the candidates you speak with, flexibility should still be an option, which could greatly benefit both parties in the end. And while it's often recommended not to provide every detail of the job, I know we've all seen job postings like that before, uh, more often than not, something you should include is logistics for the role. So physical location for where the role is based is something that will make or break a job seeker's decision-making process. So we found from our data that no matter how great the fit, uh, even the compensation, um, and how much the candidate may desire the role, when it comes down to it, most people will not commute what they consider to be too great a distance to get to work. So it's important to discuss logistical expectations up front with candidates and include them within the job description versus saving them until the later stages within the interview process. Uh, and something else here that, that's something very common we're seeing is that if the role includes the opportunity to work remote, this should be discussed up front as well as included within the job description as many job seekers today will aggressively seek an opportunity that includes this flexibility, even over a role that provides a higher salary. Can you talk a little about keywords? How can employers ensure their postings are inclusive? Absolutely. Great question. So it's important to be conscientious of gender bias keywords. So at ZipRecruiter, we're constantly optimizing our search logic in order to better match employers with job applicants. So this makes us highly conscientious of trends within the space. So an example of this recently is that we had tackled the topic of gender bias uh, within job ads. And so this has been studied and debated both publicly uh, and even by the American Psychological Association. And what it is is that it refers to the use of male or female skewing terms within a job description. So an example of this includes the words such as support or uh, understanding, um, the words aggressive or ambitious. So when we found this, we asked some of our best data scientists to investigate the true impact of this and, more importantly, give our employers, you know, our customers, some actionable tips on how to fix it. So here's what we learned. Uh, when companies remove gender bias keywords from their job description, the payoff is huge. So job listings with gender-neutral phrasing or keywords received 42% more responses or an average of 17.6 more candidates. So it's definitely worth checking your job description to determine if the post contains these keywords, and then consider replacing them with that gender-neutral language. And on the second part of your question, Kara, it's vital that employers utilize inclusive language and avoid terms that could be interpreted as excluding a protected class. Um, so, for example, some examples really are going to include the words like energetic, tech-savvy, or recent college graduate, um, this type of language can be seen as discriminatory against older candidates who might apply. So instead, 
we would recommend being specific in your requirements. So an example would include proficiency in HTML required or uh, maybe even this position is entry level. So these are some great ways to utilize that inclusive language in a job description. And lastly, kind of beyond the importance of promoting inclusivity to drive engagement and collaboration, under the law, you know, applicants and employees are protected from discrimination and harassment based on a number of different characteristics. Uh, you know, so just because you're utilizing a platform like ZipRecruiter um, doesn't mean that these things don't apply. So always be conscientious of things like uh, mentioning age, race, sex, national origin, and religion, right? It's important to understand the laws that are going to apply to your business and keep these protections in mind through every step of the employment and selection process. Very interesting. You provided a lot of great information around sourcing talent. So how can employers engage this talent and capture mutual buy-in through the hiring process? So because of the low unemployment environment we see today, uh, employers have got to be creative and proactive with their candidate outreach strategies. So we believe the best way to accomplish this is to really design an outstanding interview experience. And that's really because the general scope of those first initial conversations are going to set the tone for the entire process. And so that process, for that reason, should be expertly designed to consistently learn more about an applicant, really dig deeper on personal levels, uh, discover maybe some unique skill sets that an applicant may have, some areas they specialize in, uh, how that might mold itself into the role, and then really focus on the overall relationship building and credibility that will come into play further down the line. So when you think about building that candidate experience, it begins with the first interaction that a candidate has with your organization. Um, so this can begin, you know, with a recruiter or immediately with the hiring manager. So anyone that's going to interact with this candidate as well as the overall culture. So when that experience is designed skillfully, candidates are going to get the impression that your organization cares about its people even before they join the team. So if that experience is exceptionally positive, even candidates who aren't accepted for the role will still have great things to say about engaging with you, and both sides will walk away with mutual benefit from the experience. So again, that great candidate experience is going to include creating that meaningful dialogue about the scope of the role, how the role contributes to the broader strategic goals of the organization, maybe how the role will eliminate and solve for current challenges, and even where the candidate's going to fit within the brand's mission. So overall, you can engage more effectively when candidates are establishing that brand with you, and it's reflecting human values likely to resonate with job seekers. Again, all of this really contributes to a strong selection process. And something else that we actually do here at ZipRecruiter and encourage other employers to do is that we recommend presenting the opportunity in terms of the specific team a candidate will work with as well. So each department in your organization has its own subculture. And so helping candidates envision themselves within that setting, potentially even introducing them to team members early on in the hiring process, is really going to provide a good story and a backdrop to a job seeker on what a day in the life is going to look like for them. Thank you, Jody. You provide a great insight into how to build an effective recruiting strategy. We want to thank you all for listening to HRpreneur. I'm Kara Murray. For all the latest episodes, subscribe in iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts.